to me, forgiveness is not saying what you did is okay and justifying. Forgiveness is I am choosing to cut the cord of the energy that this might still be holding. Welcome and thank you for pressing play. This is Dessert with D because who doesn't love a delicious dessert that makes you want to come back for more? And who doesn't love a juicy, engaging, insightful conversation that brings wellness to your life that just makes you want to come back for more? My name is Denise Chavez, and on Dessert with D, we are talking everything wellness, and we will leave no topic off the table. Each week, you will hear real-life stories, mind, body, and spiritual transformations from people who have turned painful, challenging times into their life's purpose. I will bring you insightful guests that will share wellness life hacks and tools that you can immediately put to work to enrich your life. Thank you for being my guest on Dessert With Me. Take two with Amy Barsky. I bet you thought it was going to be one of those kind of podcasts because I did say (laughs) we're going to talk about sex, but that's later. Today, I'd like to welcome. Today, I'm welcoming my guest. (laughs) We just had a moment. It was 11 11 like seconds ago. And we just had uh, just a grounding moment. And then obviously, we Mm -hmm. came apart. Today, I want to, I seriously, welcome. <laughs> okay. Center. <laughs> today, my guest, today, my guest, Amy Barsky, is by design, my very first guest on Dessert with D. And it's because uh, I, I always like to go to the origin. I, fig- I think that when you can figure out the origin of something, and you can begin the, the unraveling of whatever it is that you're, you're analyzing and, or, or, or studying or working on. And Amy is an expert in the field of breathwork and trauma and trauma release and somatic release. I think I use that term pr- properly. And uh, she is a transformational coach. She's an amazing, beautiful woman. Uh, she resides in San Diego, California, and I don't want to give it all away because I'd like Amy to share her goods today. Uh, so today, Amy, thank you for being my guest. And this is take two, by the way. We recorded this before yes. and uh, we had some technical issues. So Amy, um, let's just get right into it. How did you get started in wellness, in the wellness industry? How did it, how did it begin? Wow. Well, I will try to keep this in a nutshell. Um, you know, Tony Robbins says we move from two places, inspiration or desperation. And in 2012, I was desperate. I was desperate to shift the internal shitty life that I was living. Uh, my life looked great on the outside. If you looked at my life, you're like, wow, she's got it all married, beautiful home, car, job, you know, all of all the external 
uh, tangible, physical things, you know, but my internal landscape was, to be honest, full transparency, a hot fucking mess. Yeah. I was struggling with de- uh, deep depression, anxiety attacks, um, panic attacks, just really not happy with life. And I noticed that it had been very much a cycle that kept repeating itself. And there came a point in time where I will never forget it. It was a Tuesday in June. I fell to the floor in my beautiful home, just crying and having a massive, I couldn't breathe. I was sweating. I was just, my gut was just twisted in knots. And I said, Amy, if something, if something doesn't change now, it's, it's not going to happen. Like, like get your, get it together, get your shit together. And so I chose to walk away from the marriage walk away from the crappy jobs that I was just taking just to pay the bills because I was in scarcity mindset. I chose to basically up, uproot my entire life and and start over. And yeah. it was probably the hardest decision I've ever made in my entire life and the best decision I ever made in my entire life. Amy, just to put it into context, how many years ago, how old were you? Uh, when did this happen? Well, that was in 2012. So it's been a decade. Okay. And... God, how old I was uh, 30. How young were you? 39. Yeah, I was 39. Yeah. yeah. So what did you do? You you had a meltdown. You I like Pretty to call much. it a, a rediscovery. I basically just left everything behind. I I knew that it was time to start over. And you know, as I was again recognizing the cycle. I know I started to say, wow, look at the moments in my teenage years. Look at the moments in my childhood. Look at the moments in my early adulthood, the choices that I made, the um, the belief systems that I was living from of scarcity mindset of I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. And uh, I was like, it's time. We, we, we get to give this permission slip to myself to fucking just go for it. Like just wipe the slate clean and do what you got to do. And I honestly, Denise, I was not in self-development at the time. I had done a little bit of meditation. I had done power yoga for my physical body. You know, I'm going to go in and get a good workout, but I wasn't doing the internal stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you, if I, if I remember correctly, you are, or come from a stellar athletic background. Correct. Yes, Correct. I was a uh, competitive gymnast for most of my youth, and then I was wow. a professional dancer for over a decade. Wow, that that those two disciplines require so much discipline, like Correct. big time, big time. <laughs> so did you, did, why do you laugh? No, your truth, it's true. Yeah. It, it's a lot of discipline. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when you were going through those times in your formidable year, formidable years. And I'm sure you were amazing because you're just amazing at what you do, period. Thank you. Um, did you have those noises back then? Did you have the not good enough? I'm not. Yes. The, the I don't belong. I never felt like I belonged in school. Yeah. So yeah. as a child, I went to special ed, special needs classes for oh, reading wow. and comprehension. I couldn't do, I didn't do well in reading. I would read something and forget what I read. And so I wasn't doing well in that particular area. And so from, I think it was about third grade all the way through high school, I was in special classes to help me. And so um, when this first happened, when I got this diagnosis in grade school, in the school I went to, it was a separate 
um, area that you went for these classes. Mm-hmm. It was a separate building. So on, imagine a big playground. And on one side was the school. And on the other side was this, this small building where you went. We called it, um, they were almost like uh, trailers that you see on construction sites. Sure. Yeah, that had sure. their offices. They were yeah. like, I don't, know, I don't know what those are called, but it was that. It was that kind of trailer thing. And so in, you know, in, in school, kids are mean. And they called it the tart cart. Back then, you know, retarded, like the tart cart. And so when I was told that I was going to go to the tart cart for special classes, I was mortified. And you had to walk from the main Mm. school across this giant, massive parking lot playground to get to the tart cart. And so I would shrink down and like cover myself, hoping that no one was watching me. And the story I told myself is everyone thinks I'm stupid. I'm so stupid. I have to go to the tart cart. I don't belong here. I don't fit in. Um, yeah. So it started from a very young age. Wow. Trauma. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, the, the, the trauma, uh, as I understand, it's, it's, it's created zero to eight. And what mm-hmm. is, you know, I, I've, I've also gone through um, a series of personal development and I've, I've been sitting in chairs since, oh gosh. Well, actually it's for me, uh, this, um, this process started when I was, uh, graduating from college, but, um, zero to eight and, you know, this is part of it. How about younger than that? Did you, did you have any traumatic, uh, development or experiences in with, with your developmental ages? Oh, well, at home, I had um, parents who focused on work. So money was a very, it was a top priority. And I was a child who was extremely emotional. And so I I felt emotionally neglected. And I wasn't seen or heard or supported when I was upset about things. I would basically get reprimanded. Why are you crying, Amy? What is wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. So Denise, I built in my little closet in my bedroom, I built a little safe haven. And I put in my strawberry shortcake blanket. I put in some books and a little light and all my stuffed animals. And whenever I felt like that's, that was my safe place to go and just cry and, wow. and, and, and hide, really hide. So you created that safe place just instinctively to... Yeah. To take care of yourself. Well, it was more of a hiding place. It wasn't, I don't know if I would call it a safe place as a child. I just knew sure. I could hide here and cry without being punished, without being yelled at, without being told something's wrong with me. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, my little stuffed animals would listen to me. Yeah. You know what? When I, when, <laughs> for sure, they, <clears throat> they listen intently, <laughs> they're very patient. Yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> little piggy, little bear. <laughs> I always, I never, I yeah. never liked um, hard uh, dolls or animals. I always liked things that were soft and smooth and cuddly. Like that mm, was it. I get that, but I did have Cabbage Patch Kids. Do you remember those? I do. I do. Those, but... those were a little like the head was hard, but the body was soft. But I, I do remember that. <laughs> so what I, what I, what yeah. I find so so interesting is that. Um, again, just in my experiences, walking through with different wellness practitioners, being coached, coaching also as an integrative wellness coach, the, mm-hmm. um, the traumas, they appear different in times. So I can relate to some of the emotional, mm-hmm. 
um, issues that you just explained in that mm-hmm. my experience is that I didn't have the emotional support. I was mm-hmm. also felt invisible. I was the youngest of four, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. um, a latchkey child, right? So my yes, safe haven was my sure. room and I created this, you know, this beautiful, right? So it's so, I, I just love to hear how th- these, these um, transform or these um, trauma uh, issues, whether they're an individual trauma issue or a, over a long period of time, how it's so mm-hmm. similar how it similarly affects us as adults. Yes. So, well, there's three, there's three categories, main categories of trauma. There's okay. acute, chronic, and complex. So acute is a one-time event. It's like a shock trauma. You know, we can call that rape, car accident, you know, uh, natural ca- catastrophe. Um, and then there's the chronic, which is multiple and long-term. And then there's complex, which is... Um, traumatic events over a long t- period of time in, in a very, like the environment, like childhood abuse, um, right. domestic violence, things like that. So right. those are the, you know, we call it like little T, big T, but your body mm. doesn't measure it. Our minds want to, you know, our ego wants to have logic. Oh, well, what does this look like? Right. So, so we've, we've created that the scientists, you know, neuroscience have, cre- has, has, neuroscientists have created, you know, these categories so we can better understand what's happening in the human design, right? But your body just goes too much, too fast, too soon, shut down, go to some kind of, some kind of energetics to save yourself for safety. So fight, flight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The fight or flight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then there's a fight, flight. uh, Freeze or appease. That is, I've never heard, uh, Mm -hmm. I can understand uh, conceptually the freeze, yeah, um, and but not the appease. Um, I, yeah. So let's talk about. Well, that. imagine. Let Let's talk about the appease for a second because I think that's important. Uh, it is one of the less uh, common ones mm. responses. However, imagine like maybe um, maybe someone wants to steal your purse right? Or, or trying to rob you. And you're like, please, please, please. I don't have any money. I'm a poor, this is food for my children. This is money from like, you're appeasing. You're trying to appease them. I'll give you, you know, adult, whatever it is, you know, you're trying to rationalize and, and appease the person to satisfy them and keep yourself safe at the same time. So that would be like appeasing. Great. Or please don't hurt me. I'll never do it again. I'll never get in a domestic violence experience, right? I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. Right. Please don't hurt right. me. Please don't hurt me. That's a so these. Got it. So these traumatic experiences happen over either mm-hmm. prolonged period of time or a one-time event that's tragic. It's you know, mm-hmm. um, and what happens in your body? Your body Where does goes it go? Into... Where does it go? <laughs> well, it goes somewhere. <laughs> Right. So, it, and that's why we, that's why we say the body is a living library of all of your experiences. Cause your mind can do the mental gymnastics. Your mind can do all the mental gymnastics to delete the memory, distort it, disorganize things, justify things, rationalize things. But your body goes, this happened and it stores it somewhere because we as humans are not designed to shake it off like animals do. If you see an animal in the woods, a, 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 t- a lion chasing a deer, we'll say, and somehow the deer gets away by the grace of God, the deer goes to safety first, then shakes his body, 
shakes his body like crazy to move the yes. trauma out of the system and it's done onto the next thing. Yes, always. We as humans aren't taught that. And so dog, dogs do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. They Something occurs. All animals. They first, I, th- I believe they, all animals do it. Wow. I That's, that's an aha moment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. it... So is that also, does it relate to our, um, the chakras in our body, like where, where they actually go? I, I they- would imagine so. I would imagine so. I'm so, not a chakra expert. However, okay. I would no. imagine so that say you had a sexual trauma, maybe it was molestation or whatever it might be. You're probably having blocks in your root chakra or your, or your second chakra, right? Where you keep that energy stored. I would sure. imagine so. Maybe, maybe you went through a trauma similar to us. We're like, stop talking. Don't you're not children are seen and not heard. You have a block here in your sixth chakra. Uh, yeah, sixth, sixth, fifth throat. Chakra, so as right? as a as a child, um, I and I just recalled this not not long ago. I I totally blocked it out. There was a period of time that I got so loud as a kid. Like, mm. like, hello, hello. Like I was just loud and Denise, sh- like shut up. And it's because I wasn't being heard. Right. I wasn't being heard. Mm-hmm. So then I'd raise mm-hmm. my voice. Um, of course. Of and course. that's why I've, we yell. We feel like we're not being heard. And then, it, and then that went away. Um, and, and part of, part of my. Why my did feeling, it go away? I have no idea. I just probably. Well, did it I, work? Here's a question. Did it work? When you yelled, did you get heard? No, of course not. The way you want, wait, the, hold on. The way you wanted to be heard? No, of course not. Of course not. Yeah, exactly. And, That's why it and, went away because the tactic wasn't working. And what, how it showed up, again, I've, I went through a personal development um, pretty intense in 2017, four months, very similar to what we went, what I just finished and how we met yeah. um, with uh, Stretch 22 with um, uh, uh, Preston Smiles, which I would love to have a get, have him on as a guest too. Yes. yes. Um, I what was uncovered is that I often don't speak up in times mm. where I want to because mm. my little voice says, "Oh no, you're not right. It's not. It's stupid. Yeah. People won't understand yeah. you. Just be quiet." And then, and then what unveils was maybe what I was thinking and didn't say. And to be quite quite transparent the reason why and how funny that we're on a podcast and I'm using my voice exactly is, is oh my because God. you can't that. make this up is I can't make this shit up you can't this make this is, shit up this is a result of the transformational work and me saying okay it's time my voice can be heard wow what a discovery I can't yeah. and you're using your tr- you're using your trauma as a as a, a a beautiful way to move through that block and speak out to the world to share with others that it's okay to use your voice. Girl, mic drop right now. Oh, I you can't make this shit that's up. Often okay. what happens. So, okay, so that's why we have beautiful healers in the world for the most part. For and the why most you part. Are- that's why we have incredible humans on this earth doing the work they do around whatever it might be, past trauma, you know, whatever right. that thing is, like they have gotten themselves into that. Like think about it, doctors, maybe someone's a doctor because they were in some kind of accident or had some kind of illness that they For got sure. over and now they're doing what they do, right? It's it's so beautiful how the so, life goes around. 
So beautiful. Um, yesterday, I'm, I'm, and I'll, after this podcast, I had a friend call me specifically, said, Denise, uh, my niece has MS and I'm, you're the go-to mm-hmm. with holistic, inf- you know, transformational. You've got a network of people. What is it? And so we'll talk about that later. But yeah. yes. So, okay. So you have this unveiling. You, you uh, are seeking um, healing. You're seeking, mm-hmm. seeking. You're seeking. Yeah. So I'm seeking how, myself. <laughs> so how did you find breath work? And how did you find breath work? What brought you to it? What brought, obviously the trauma brought you to it. The mm-hmm. pain brought you to mm-hmm. it. But where, yeah. where did it happen that you said, So oh. I was, you know, like I mentioned, I was in my, in my dark days of, of finding myself and I was never lost. We, we use the word finding ourselves. We're never lost. We're, never. we're, we're simply, um, going inward to rediscover who we are, right? We're never lost. We're, we, our true self has always been there. The GPS of our true self is always there. It's the parts of ourselves that come forward to run the show, the fear, the anxiety, the worry, the depression, the anger, the I don't belong. We call this IFS, internal family systems. Your part comes forward and drives the car. And therefore your true self is not um, not able to shine its light. It, it struggles. And so there's, the, you know, all the things start to show up and get in the way. So I was on my journey and I was studying Kundalini yoga. Uh, actually, interesting enough, you can't make this up, right? Shit happens. I was in a very bad car accident about, I don't know, six months after my divorce and I couldn't do regular yoga. Remember I was saying, oh, I do power yoga to keep my body in shape. Sure. And I didn't really know my path yet to how I was going to, you know, start this new life. And my, I told I had a bad shoulder injury, a bad hip injury. And I told my girlfriend, she's like, you know what? You should try Kundalini yoga. And I was like, what the hell is that? I never, I couldn't even say the word. I'm like, Kunda, Hunda, what? A? Like what? <laughs> right. and, and she said, yeah, it's all like breath work and um, simple meditations and it's all internal. And I was like, you know what? Again, desperation. I'll try anything. And so I went to a class and it was a healing circle. And again, I didn't know anything about it. And they sat in a circle and the, the worker bee that I am, the, the instructor says, you have two options. You can lay down in the center and receive, just receive the medicine that's here today. Or you could sit on the outside of the circle and like do the work. And I was like, well, I'm going to do the work because I'm a worker bee. You know, that was my mentality. Ego, and right? <laughs> receive. Oh, yeah. And, and receiving was not even a concept. And so I sat there and I looked around and I was like, why are there tissue boxes all over the place? Why, why is this not? Why aren't people sitting on a yoga mat? They were sitting on like this, just like a bolster, like a pillow. I'm like, what am I walking into? And so anyway, Denise, I cried for the hour and a half that happened in that. Everything, everything, everything. I just cried. I just unloaded. And I was like, well, that's why the tissue boxes are here. Right. And I left there as light as a feather. I left there with a whole new energy. Like, first off, what the fuck was that? Second right. off, give me more. So, so Amy, I want to I want to pause yeah. there. Just yeah. just pause and yeah. share right now that again, one of the re- the reason why you're here by design to be the very first guest is because breath is the essence of life. We can go mm-hmm. without water for a while. We can go without food for a while. Yeah. We can't go it's without breath for a while. Yeah. It is, it is the, 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 it is life. 
And <clears throat> I, um, my ego and my little brain said, how in the world can you do breath work online? I just went through a four-month transformational experience. Uh, Amy was one of the uh, master trainers and master coaches, and she had a guest appearance or a, a guest offering for breath work online. And I was resistant towards it. And then I said, well, you know, I'm just, I'm game. You know, I, I kind of treat myself as a human exper experiment. So mm -hmm. I tuned in and it was, it was the deepest experience I've ever had mm -hmm. in tapping into something I had no idea was there. Mm -hmm. Clueless. And it was, it, I sobbed, I, I sweated my ass off. It was so hard. It was arduous. I was like, oh my God, because you went deeper and deeper. I'm like, when are we going to stop? And it was beautiful. The music, how, how it was just perfectly timed. It was such a gorgeous experience. And what I want to say is that it was also like a, a, a clip out of a movie that I tapped into something and it was rumbling and my body was moving in a way that was like, what is happening? And you know, those movies, Amy, where you can see the something going on in someone's body and there's like a monster inside and it leaves the body, right? That's exorcist. That <laughs> oh my God. That's exactly, it was like a, <laughs> it was, something was going on. Right? And then it was just like, ah, it was gone. Mm, wow. And there was, it was gone and ever since then, there has been like a, um, the, the chatter in my mind is, has dissipated. Mm. And there's just been, yeah. you know, just with that one, I mean, there's still, it's not like you, it, I'm fixed, yeah. you know, what it, it's all, right. it's not you know, a one and done. Right? No, no. Wellness is a practice. It's always a practice of, of where you are, are in life. But that mm -hmm. was my experience with you. And I just said, I want wow. more. I want more. Yeah. And I want to share your your genius mm -hmm. and your Thank natural you. gift, natural gift. So, so that was my experience. So that was my, you know, little clip there. So, go <laughs> so you, you said, give me more. You had that experience. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, then give me what? More. And so I went, I studied Kundalini for a, quite a few years at in, in, within all of that, I started working with a coach, uh, one-on-one. -on -one. And that particular coach, you know, there's different seasons in life, right? And different chapters, if you will. And in that chapter, my learnings from that particular coach was self-love and self-compassion. I had zero compassion for myself, Denise, zero. I did not know what the word was. I didn't know it existed. And it, it really up-leveled my life to be so compassionate and gentle. I was so hard on myself. I was in constant self-beat up. I'm not good enough. This isn't right. I've got to be the best competition, competition, competition. And <laughs> yeah. hello, gymnast for many years. Of course, right? Of so, course. Amy, I was in athleticism from nine through uh, freshman in college constantly. Mm -hmm. That was my, that yeah. was how I would yeah. release. That was my, mm -hmm. how I, I could find peace. Yeah. That was your outlet. Absolutely. That was my outlet. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, I really dove into this energy of mantra and breath and, and like Kundalini yoga, basically they set up like these beautiful experiences and you work on different areas of the body. We're going to work on the kidney or the liver or the heart or the, whatever it might be. And so they set up the class to go through, you know, these beautiful, uh, Kiras and, um, 
it's just, it's amazing. You go out and you're like flying on cloud nine for days. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And so that was my first intro to, I'll say the word breath work, because there's so many modalities out there that are called breath work, the different kinds, different ways of breathing for different purposes. And then wow. not long after I got tapped into holotropic, which is what you experienced with me. So holotropic breath work for me was such a, yes, heart, uh, belly, heart, exhale was such a game changer because remember I said I was a dancer. I got to play with music. I got to play with breath. And for me, it just brought those elements of, of some things I was passionate about together because I'll curate a specific playlist to invoke particular areas of life, childhood, X, Y, Z, like, you know, we go through the different elements and different people in your lives and different ways of tapping into the emotions and the forgiveness if possible. Right. So it, for me, holotropic between like the, the curation of the music specifically and the guidance and the meditation and the breath moving the energy in the body, I was like, wow, this is powerful. When I experienced it for myself, I cleared out so much stuff, Denise. I cleared out stuff with my brother and the loss of, and his death. I cleared out childhood stuff. I cleared out, yeah, it was amazing. And I was like, okay, this is it. Like, this is my jam. Yeah, And so in 2020, I started teaching it um, like to a community every single week when COVID broke out. We were like, we, we want to give back. And so oh, what that's a what we did time. as a community. Yeah. What a perfect time. Amy, you, you mentioned, you know, something happens. It, it gets, you know, our mind is so mm -hmm. tricky. And it's so, it's mm -hmm. such a fascinating. Sneaky little bit. Oh my God. Fascinating. And it will give you only that that you can take at the time. Mm -hmm. your, your brain will never give you more than you can handle. Yeah. So, so all of these, you know, we're an encyclopedia of all of our experiences yeah. and we have a trauma experience. It gets put in the body somewhere, but sometimes mm -hmm. things don't, we don't recall them. Yeah. What happened? Have you, do you have any experience with that? Well, your body can delete I'm sorry, excuse me, your mind, like you said, does the mental gymnastics and can delete experiences and forget. Like I have had clients who can't remember the first six years of their lives. They're like, I do not remember my childhood. And so and there's a reason. And so your body keeps the score and that's a book. And I can't remember who the heck the author is. You might know it, but the body keeps the score. And that's why we don't need to have the memories all the time. We can go in and do breath work. We can go in and sit with the body and just ask where, where do you feel tension or where are you storing? Um, maybe you have chronic headaches, backache, things like that. And so when we notice that the body is, is, is in this, um, fight or flight mode uh, or freeze mode, then we almost always know that there's something there. And so, so we use the breath to go in and discover and to release it. So you don't have to have the memory per se. So the, so the body um, brings all this, this, these memories in and the mind tucks it away somewhere. You're doing this mm -hmm. breath work. Um, what mm -hmm. kind of, what, what kind of things, come, what, what's been your experience with that? 
So for my personal experience, Denise, when I started a relationship, I was, so like I said, I got divorced and I was going on my self-discovery journey of healing and all the things. And I was like, this is amazing. I am so ready to call in my partner now. I really want a king in my life. You know, I want a partnership that's um, good communication, healthy sex um, experiences, um, fun, adventure, open-hearted, open-minded, emotionally available, all these things. And I was, you know, I got my stand standards all like, yes. And I was like, am I living these standards? Am I upholding my side of the street? You know? And, um, so anyway, I started dating this gentleman and about a few months, just a few months in, Mm -hmm. I started having really bad pain in my left hip. And I started having flashbacks of an experience that I completely deleted from my existence in my mind from over 22 years previous. Wow. I started having massive flashbacks and, and, and along with that came like anxiety and tension. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I was like, okay, thank God I was already in my journey of personal development. So I got support right away. Wow. And so basically what happened was when I was 19, I was date raped. I was drugged and date raped at a fraternity party. I did not know this Denise until the next day. So I do rem- now that I've had flashbacks, I do remember clips of it, but it's still not a complete, like solid, like a uh, story. Um, so the next day I woke up with a massive hangover, like, like the, my body felt like shit. And I was like, what the hell? I only had one beer. Like, I remember like just having like one red cup of the, you know, the, the keg right. beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I went to go to the bathroom and I stumbled to the bathroom. I sat down to do my morning pee and a condom fell out of my body. Um, and I was just like, again, that was the trauma (gasps) too much, too fast, too soon. My body got flooded with, with chemicals. I fell to the floor sobbing uncontrollably. And I was like, what do I do? Who, who am I? Like, how did that happen? And I started going, well, I don't remember anything. So who's going to believe me? Who would even believe any word I said? And so I shut down. I said, you know what? This didn't happen. Uh, <clears throat> this does not exist. And I didn't tell a soul. But what my subconscious mind did was say, I'm not lovable. Men only want one thing. Sex is all men want. Like I started going into that spiral it's subconsciously. So if I look at relationships from that time on, that's how I was living from those subconscious beliefs that I have to sleep with men in order to be loved or feel loved. That was the exchange, that I'm actually broken, that I'm not a whole woman. I'm not complete as I am. I'm messed up. Yeah. I think this is really important distinction. And and Denise, I'm, of course, open to your opinion and, and insight. There's a difference. So when when someone says, I forgive you, right, this is my experience and how I support women around moving to the other side of their sexual abuse. There's a difference between saying, oh, I forgive you. What you did is okay. Or I forgive you because I'm choosing to release this energetic dynamic to this experience with my present self. My past self was my past. This happened in the past. So to me, forgiveness is not saying what you did is okay and justifying. Forgiveness is I am choosing to cut the cord of the energy that this might still be holding and saying, okay, I'm done. It was an experience I had. It does not identify me. It doesn't belong to me. It's not my, I don't say it's my rape. 
I say the rape experience I had, I don't claim it as mine. Right. And I think there's a big distinction there to remember that, you know, because I don't know about you, but, and maybe this is the way I remember it because I went to 12 years of Catholic school that, you know, forgiveness is a big, like you want to forgive, forgive, forgive. Right. And so in my eyes, then in my life, forgiveness was, oh, what you did is okay. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Just don't do it again. No. For Mm -mm. me now, no, No, that is not what forgiveness is. No, no, no. No. And we do it for ourselves, not for the other person. I don't have to tell the person. I never spoke to the person that raped me. And said, I forgive you, but I've done beautiful ceremonies for myself, for my own experiences so that I can release that energetic connection and cut that cord. Sure. Sure. So, so it, it takes me now to the, the other point, another, another point. Um, so we go through these experiences and until, and then, and then we develop and we're, we're adults and we think we know ourselves. And, and your then- brain doesn't stop developing until about 25, just so you know. Okay. Yep. And we are going through these experiences and we just keep kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. And like same you know, pattern, same pattern, relationships or um, friendships or family issues, right? Until... Until what? Until you discover, you, you have to uncover. You get, t- you get tired of being tired. <laughs> you get, you're, you're exhausted. You're, you're tired of the hamster wheel. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, I, 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 I think I've shared with you. I have a friend that says, um, I said, so, you know, who are you? Who are you? And he, he goes, well, I know who I am. I just have to look in the mirror. <laughs> that's all. That's who I, it's, it's so surface. Right. Um, and which is fine. Because that's how he exists and is perfectly fine. Uh, and, I, and my personal belief is most people, most that haven't done any kind of, um, or are, are not circumspect or, or um, circumspective or, or searching for healing. Most people, I think, go through life that way. And I'm of the belief that we are beautiful, loving souls. That's who our higher being is. You talked about all of these things, the family comes in and protects us, the, the depression and the anger and the, right. And th- those are protective mechanisms until yes, we, dis- coping, until we yeah. coping, until we uncover them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we dig deeper to find what? To find back to true self. What do you believe is humanity's true self? True self is, so, so I'll say this, um, I'll use this analogy. I think it's a great one. So an acorn is an acorn and it can only become an oak tree. It cannot become anything else but an oak tree. It's not going to become an orange tree or a dolphin or a bird. It's going to become an oak tree because an acorn's blueprint is to become an oak tree. So every soul that comes into this space called human beingness has a blueprint similar to the acorn. The acorn's blueprint is to become an oak tree. The soul's human design, human blueprint is to become their true self. So they're on the trajectory on day one, come into the world, out of the vagina, white canvas, let's go, right? Right. And then what happens? Life happens. Culture, religion, money, communication, love. They learn all these things from where? Their environment and their family. 
So if we grow up in an unhealthy, unstable environment, we're starting to put on a mask and a mask and a mask. I'm trying to fit in. I'm going to do the thing. I'm, society says this. I should do this. Mom says I should do this. The coach, the teacher, the friend. We get all influenced on all these external things that we're like, well, who the heck am I? Who am I? And so we're, try- we're doing our best to peel the layers back, take the masks off, and come back to true self. True self is pure essence of love, of light, of beingness, not doingness. We're not human doings. We're human beings. And we're so trapped in the do, 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 check the box, check the box, going to get it done, da, da, da. make more money, get a bigger car, a, get a bigger house, a buy a boat, take a vacation. <laughs> a bus- right? And a busyness is a coping mechanism, the busyness of life. And so it's like, stop, breathe, breathe. come back breathe. to the basics, breathe. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. Amy, our time is up. <laughs> I'm I'm so yeah, well, you know, I I, I don't want to like put hard stops onto no. this. No, uh, at the yeah. same time, I want you on again. And I, I don't want to give away all the riches at the first time, right? Because I know you're up to, <laughs> I know you're up to some pretty badass things. So if um let me just ask a, a few more questions. Um, sure. Do you work with um, individuals? Do you work with groups? How does one do. work with Amy all, Barsky? All, all of the above, you know. Uh, right now, one-on-one is um, what I'm most accessible to. Uh, I love doing one-on-one containers. It's very personalized. It's very customized. It's it's curated to exactly what you need. And uh, not to say the group setting doesn't do that. Uh, I have done groups. I don't have anything group group openings yet. Um, mm. So yeah, you can reach out to me and do a single session of particularly specifically breath work and to get an idea of what it's about and how it can support you. Or you can do containers we call our space, like a long period of time, uh, three months or four months where we do a deeper dive and really, I call it excavating. Excavate sure. and search for the gold. Because those little That's- golden nuggets the, that's the, the, the pieces of the puzzle to light that you might feel like you're missing at the time. Like what is, mm. what's not clicking? What's not, what, why Oof. am I repeating the same cycle? You know, I just and had so, someone go, I'm sorry. I've just stepped on. I'll, I'll, no, no, no. Go, go, go. I was just saying that, that to me is, is magic. And so one-on-one is my fave. And so if you, if you feel this is a calling on your heart right now, if you feel any kind of nudge to say, yes, that is your true soul, the blueprint saying, come on, let's go. Let's take that mm. leap. Let's take that, mm. let's take that opportunity. Beautiful. Um, I just, I want to put something into, into context. Amy referred, had a term, she used container. And <clears throat> when I first heard that term, I was like, what, what do you, what's, what's a con- container? Tupperware, Tupperware. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, and right now I'm working with shipping containers. So the first thing I think of is shipping container. What? No, the containers. Right? And again, I just finished this, this experience and it was in such a safe container. And I have, I have lo- I've grown to love, affectionately love the term because it, it really is so special. Yeah. It's safe. It's yeah. a safe little cozy yeah. container that Amy, uh, mm-hmm. she just, she creates it and she's masterful mm-hmm. at it. And I highly recommend. Um, and do you have, uh, do you, do you, if you, do you have special engagements, if someone already has an existing practice do you come in to do special um, offerings? I do. I facilitate in other programs, specifically breath work. When I'm invited in, a lot of coaches have invited me in to re- to be with their communities and and offer breath work, which has been 
so much fun. Like I love yeah. it. So Man. good. If you're a so coach good. listening and you have a group that you want them to experience breath work, please reach out. And, and you don't have to be in San Diego. That is my experience. You can be any, literally anywhere in the world. In the mm -hmm. experience I had, we had people in from Australia and New Zealand and London. Yes. And it Africa. was, like, yeah, it was beautiful. And she gives it the yeah. time. It's two hours and, mm -hmm. uh, and it's a beautiful experience. So Amy, I have one final question. Yay. This is, it might, this might be tough. This is the most go. important question of the entire conversation. A absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. This is it. Are you I ready? I know it is. Yes, Are you ready? Go. What is your favorite dessert? <laughs> What's your so, favorite dessert, Amy? I am an ice cream lover. Okay. And if I had another job, I think I would be an ice cream test taster. Or something, yeah, <laughs> taste tester. <okay. laughs> um, and my, so my favorite flavor is mint Oreo cookies and cream. Oh, okay. So, and how do I should have said two questions? Mint, mint, or Oreo, or, Oreo cookies, and, cookies cream. and cream. And how do you equate that to wellness? <laughs> um, well, you have you get to live life, right? I believe everything in moderation, right? So. There was a time in my life, and this could be another conversation, where sure. I was an emotional eater and Ben and Jerry's were my best friend. Every oh, night yeah. I had a pint of Ben and Jerry's and I was, I wasn't super overweight, but I was not happy. And I was basically eating, eating away at my depression. Sure. Um, so so yeah, how did, I believe everything in moderation. <laughs> so, so this, that's your, that's your joy. That's your, uh, I don't even like to call them guilty pleasures. It just brings you no, joy. It's it brings pleasure. Pleasure. But guilty and pleasure should not belong in the same sentence, people, at all. Right? Like that, that doesn't even make sense. An oxymoron. If I'm feeling guilty, I can't. Yeah. What an oxymoron, right? right. Awesome. No, it's pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. So it has been a pleasure and an honor mm. to have you to, as a take two. <laughs> and uh, I looked for more experiences with you, Amy. And mm -hmm. thank you so much. We'll have you on as a guest. And um, thank you so much for yes. your time. Have a beautiful weekend. Thank you. And I hope you enjoyed this uh, second episode of Dessert with D and so much more to come. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you for listening. And until next time, God Bye. bless. Be well. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. And if you found value in this episode and know of someone who deserves to hear this story, can you please pass this on for me? It is my life's mission to touch as many lives as possible, and it would mean so much if you could take a few seconds, share this message, leave a five-star review to help me enrich lives through interaction. Thank you, and until next time, with light and love, be well. Be well.